Good afternoon, YouTube. Today I am joined with the one, the only Peter Downing from Wexit Canada and Wexit Alberta. Um, so I, fart, I thought <laughs> let's start off with uh, just getting to know you. Um, you know, people may have heard or done some searching and found a bit about who you are, but I thought yep. it was best to hear it from your mouth. So maybe let right. everyone know who you are and what led you down to the Wexit path. Yeah, for sure. I guess I get a lot of those. I get a lot of those comments and sometimes it's over and over and over again. So it's kind of like, you know, how many times are you going to answer it? Um, and I'm just creating a website called the realpeterdowning.com to uh, deal with a few of uh, those issues and also just have a little bit of fun because that's my personality. I'm not super, super serious, um, but I'm pretty focused on what I do. So, uh, yeah, uh, my name is Peter Downing. Um, uh, who I am, I guess. Uh, I'm a dad, a uh, husband. Uh, I believe in I believe in Jesus. Um, I love Western Canada. Um, I was a soldier for a couple of years, a policeman for nine years. I got out of police work. Um, I seen kind of the the mismanagement, kind of how government runs, how the public sector runs. Um, I wanted to see performance uh, in delivery of public services because that's always where my heart's been. And, um, you know, I went into the private sector thinking that you could deliver a public good by a private means. And uh, when the focus is solely money and profit, it's hard, right? The, you know, that's the number one consideration, which that's our economic system. And it's, it's a good system. It's not perfect, but, uh, so try to figure out how to square the circle. Um, I went back to school. I got my, uh, I got a degree in business and um, project management and change management and continuous process improvement. And um, and I got into politics originally with the Wild Rose Party in uh, Edmonton in Millwood. So um, really interesting uh, riding, very very multicultural riding here in Edmonton. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I ran as a candidate for the Christian Heritage Party. I couldn't stomach what the conservatives had done. They sold a bunch of uh, high-tech military weaponry to a country that they weren't, you know, there's law that we weren't allowed to. So being a past law enforcement guy, that, that really uh, graded me. And um, so I ran for Christian Heritage Party and definitely liked the idea of low, small government and uh, that kind of stuff and just things based on my values. But I'm not a super religious guy. So, um, you know, in a lot of the well, the policies is kind of like, wherefore God said this and God said that. Mm -hmm. Really not my bag um you know that's cool they want to have that opinion that's just fine but um it's not really how i go about things so um i got involved in more of the smaller political organizations um i've been involved in the pro-life movement um i've done i've worked with parents rights groups that kind of stuff and it's it's not about i, I think you know it's kind of tough because I, i'm kind of like politically i'm half libertarian half conservative mm -hmm. and um Really, what I don't like to see is anybody dominated. And sort of the cultural discourse we see is if you don't fit in with a progressive mindset, if you don't, um, you know, celebrate every single thing that's out there, you know, I, I respect people for who they are. I don't like putting people into boxes. But the political left is really, really good at putting people into boxes and dividing based on differences. And they'll be like, you know, you're this, you're that, you're a victim. I'm like, oh, I thought your name was Brad or... <laughs> ill or whatever or right? steve I yeah i thought you were a person so um that kind of took me full circle and uh 
I got back into mainstream politics, conservative politics, uh, conservative party federally, UCP provincially. And I saw again, just this sort of, just, just this lack of, of principle kind of, you know, willing to, you know, not really standing on anything. So, uh, I explored the Freedom Conservative Party. That didn't quite work. The Alberta Independence Party is the first time I got involved in separatist politics. Uh, December of 2007, no, two, December 2018. Hmm. And I met uh, a guy named Dave Bjorkman, um, blue-collar dude, and it was a lot of blue-collar guys. And my background's more, I guess, gray-collar. It's sort of government work, but I was doing police work and military. So it's not, you know, there's some office work, but there's some physicality. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I liked it. Uh, it made sense, but um, you know, there's there's a lot of work that they had to do, and they got their own problems. So I figured, well, where where can I fit in? Where can I do something? Use my own skills and abilities, um, not you know, not um, kind of clash heads with other people in the same organization or movement. So I started doing billboards. I started doing digital billboards, asking the question: Should Alberta ditch Canada? And um, got amazing responses back in February of last year. And um, I got hooked up with guys uh, in Saskatchewan who are doing the same sort of thing with the Prairie Freedom Movement, uh, Eric Wall. And we did the same thing in Saskatchewan. Should Saskatchewan leave Canada? Again, we got great stuff. And this time we got international press. Uh, Mm -hmm. We were on an American uh, subsidiary of the BBC, so it was pretty cool. And um, I think there was Huffington Post articles in Australia. So that's kind of when it took a little bit more notice. We were on Gormley. There's a, it kind of got into the political establishment a bit more. And um, from there, we kind of grew our online social media presence. I had my PAC, Political Action Committee, which is called Alberta Fights Back. And um, Eric's at the Prairie Freedom Movement. We started working together and we found that we clicked. And um, we, we started working with more people who were like us, just kind of low-key, easygoing people who um, are very, very focused on results. So our social media presence grew. People are screaming for separation. Uh, we knew that nobody wanted, sep- you know, was focused on separation during the last provincial election in Alberta. It was all about kicking out the NDP. So we kind of rode that wave. And um, after then, um, people were saying, you know, if Trudeau gets in, uh, gets reelected, I'm going to be a separatist. So we took that. Uh, we we filled that demand. We laid down all the social media infrastructure. So and we expected Trudeau to get in again. And when he did. The, the term, the hashtag Wex, it went viral and it all came to uh, our, our social media web pages. Since then, um, we've got our first party eligible for uh, official registration. That's Wex in Canada, which is like the Bloc Québécois for Western Canada. And now we're just trying to register our provincial parties. Wex in Alberta, Wex in Saskatchewan, Wex in Manitoba. Wex in BC is already registered. Um, they got a pretty cool deal. They don't have to get signatures, but the rest of the provinces do. So that's kind of kind of mixing, you know, who I am. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a family guy. Um, got a couple of big dogs. I like shooting. Um, I am I'm all thumbs when it comes to anything handy. I can't fix anything. You you were helping me boost my truck today, so I could appreciate that. Um, turns out the battery was dead, and I had to replace it. And actually, uh, the guy who came and he, he he juiced the battery. He was using welder cable. Oh. That was the secret because he got the, the truck running. He's using welder cables. He said they cost him 200 bucks to get the length. 
loose all their cables and I just allowed him to juice it up like it was literally just a turn and bang. Now, mind you, I think he had a 2,500 or a 30, or a full, yeah. uh, three-quarter ton or a one ton. So yeah. That might have been something bigger, but he was using welder cables, and that was his wow. Um You know, I'm, um, you know, I believe in justice. Um, you know, for being a, I'm very fiscally conservative in terms of making sure that we're spending money on what people need. Otherwise, leave leave their money alone. Um, you know, if I can't do for you more than your dollar, more with your dollar than you can do for yourself. You know, it's got to stay morally responsible to leave it in your pocket or to leave it alone, give it back to you type thing. Um, well, I couldn't care less, um, you know, who you date, what direction you pray in, how many kids you want to have. I expect the same freedom for myself. Um, and I don't like government telling me what to do, telling me what to think, telling you what to do, telling you what to think. Um, I like the Westerns the, the, up until, you know, not too long ago, but the Western way of doing things um, and, and the tolerance, and I mean tolerance, right? I mean, mm -hmm. like tolerating one another. And um, you can like who you like, you get along with who you get along with. You know, this isn't kindergarten. We don't have to yeah. all be friends with one another, but let's obey the law. Let's, not, you know, um, mind each other's boundaries. I think in Western Canada, we've got more of an ethic that we're hardworking, decent people. We don't take other people's stuff. Um, but we've got toughness, integrity, will to win. And Eastern Canada is fundamentally different. They want to be taken care of. They want to be taken care of off of our, our dollar. Um, cultural domination, economic domination, political domination, and nobody wants that. And even the Conservative Party is going so far left, you know, um, they're dropping their base. And, um, you know, people, you know, I, I like the fact that anybody can be who they want to be in Canada, but the same thing, same thing for the political right. And especially even for social conservatives. Uh, like I said, I'm not a big church guy. I'm not a super religious guy. Um, but uh, you know, what other people think of me, I don't really care. So mm -hmm. if someone wants to say, well, I'm a loser or a jerk or something because of this, they don't agree with me having a bunch of kids. Okay. Good for you. That's mm -hmm. nice. Your, your electrical magnetic impulses within your brain don't really affect me too, too much. Um, but it's just where we start to impose this artificial niceness on one another. Um, and again, I think Western Canadians, part of it is we want to be left alone to live our lives. Yeah. And you know what? That, that's 100% what Albertans have been saying for years. And especially in the last six months, you've seen it get really loud. Um, one thing I love listening to you and when you're speaking in your talks, I, I feel a sincerity or sincerity in your voice that like uh, seems to be missing from politicians and politics and it has been for many years you know people wonder about your sincerity again I hear it um, but you know maybe they or someone they had an interaction with was questioning your sincerity yeah. um, to fully discuss this we may need hours or you know maybe in the future we could get into the nitty-gritty stream where we discuss everything but maybe for now you can touch on how you've changed in this process and as well how has wexit evolved in this process because i've seen since day one of it starting it's current it's evolving yeah and i've seen it from you too yeah like i think part of it is um our, our mindset in the organization is where we're we are regardless i i mean and maybe people look at us and think we we differ we're different but um I th within this group uh, it's one of the most open-minded group laid back groups I've ever worked with is we do everything we can to keep ego at the door. And, um, you know, for me, I mean, I, I only see things one way. I mean, um, very few people bother me on a personal level. 
but if, you know, they, they rub the team the wrong way or, um, you know, I, I can see pushback within our group and I'm like, what's going on? And they'll explain. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I got to put myself aside and my, you know, my, my thoughts because we, the number one cause from business perspective of organizational failure is poor team dynamics. So that's probably the number one thing I'm sensitive to. So, um, you know, in personnel wise, whether it be people coming in or coming out of our organization or how we um, assign roles within the organization, that changes and the number, but the number one rule behind that is positive team dynamics. It's not about agreeing with each other when we don't, um, within our organization, we don't have votes, you know, determining, you know, well, five people say we're going to do this and four people say we're going to do this. So just no, you know, no real business order operates that way is we've got to cut through, you know, iron sharpens iron. And when we work together in consensus, we always come up with a better political product, a better solution, a better idea, a better approach. So we change that. And then we make mistakes. We own it and I'll own it. Um, you know, the buck stops with me. Um, and I, and I'm responsible for organizational performance. So, um, you know, if, if something comes off wrong and I mean, you can ask me a number, a number of issues and I'll address them. Um, you know, we have to adapt. It's, you know, we make the best decision we can at a given time, but if we see that, um, it was taken completely the different way, maybe we have to change our approach. Maybe we have to do something different. Just going to tell my kids to go back to bed right now, go yeah, back nice. to bed. Um, is, um, you know, we got to change because we, we don't, we want to, our only reason for existence is to give better political representation to people, to Western Canadians. So if they say, you know, we don't like that or you're, you're hurting us. And I mean, I don't think we're hurting anybody, but, um, you know, that would be an example of where we'd have to change. Now there's some other, when it comes to competing um, demands, some people say, well, we want 100% democracy. Everybody makes a decision on everything, both, you know, within this or the members or this and that. And then they say, we need to separate right now. The, the UN's collapsing in on us. Um, we're being flooded with migrants. We need to separate right now. And others would say, you know, we have to have the most polished um, representatives. You know, the rhetoric's got to, it's got to, you know, make sure you're not alienating anybody. And I'm like, well, within any kind of project management, there's, 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 a, it's called the iron triangle and it's quality, speed, and cost. Yeah. You can only have two out of three. You cannot have all three. You can only have two out of three. So yeah. what do you want? And so our approach is to focus on quality and um, speed. We want to get a good competitive political product that again, it, it represents Western Canadians. And that's the first thing it's gotta be functional. It's gotta give Western Canadians what they want. And then the second we, we have a choice is, is speed and cost. And when we talk about costs, we're not talking about monetary costs. We're maybe talking about emotional costs a little bit and it sounds anathema, but on the balance of our assessment is we need to be competitive right now. We're not fooling around. Separatism only exists because our rights are being taken away. Yeah. So we need to get something up and running functional. And that's the approach we've taken with Wexit Canada. So instead, you know, when it was small, we just assigned each other roles, but then it blew up. And so the question was, do we have another leadership? Do we have a leadership, another leadership race or review or something like that right now? Or knowing that we're in a minority government situation where there could be an election 18 months from now or a by-election anytime, do we start recruiting candidates, get it up and running 
how do we do this, right? So the decision we made was, let's go for the approach of let's get everybody up and running. What would the trade-off being the provincial parties? Because Wexican is never going to govern anybody. It's never mm -hmm. going to govern anybody. We're not seeking to govern. We're an opposition block. And once we've done our job of getting uh, the provinces free from Ottawa, then we, we, you know, we go home. We're done. We're done our job. I'll, I'll go back to being a consultant or something else. But our job's done. So the trade-off is that nobody would tolerate a governing party be that way. They, there can't be that sort of, you know, we approach it from kind of a business and a military perspective and what we do with Wexit Canada, but with Wexit Alberta and the other provincial parties, it has to be very democratic. It's got to be very citizen engaged. And again, we respond to our audience with Wexit Canada, but we have to make decisions fast and expedient to be able to deal with the, the emerging political landscape. And so as Wexit Canada kind of takes some of the heat and the slings and the arrows that way, it allows the province, the provincial parties to, to be very open, very democratic, very citizen engaged, um, have the processes, the committees, everything you would expect in a democratic political party. So that, that's the trade-off. That's the decision we've made. Um, not everybody's going to agree with it, but that's why we've done it. And you're going to see further evolving just as the situation goes. We don't know what tomorrow's going to hold. I was scheduled to go down to debate Ron Leeper in Calgary. He backed out. I'm debating David Kahn, leader of the yeah. Liberal Provincial Liberal Party. So there you go. Yeah, and that that's how quickly politics works. So <laughs> and you know what? I, I think you personally, I think you made the right choice with uh, the way you decided to do it. And not every, you're right, not everyone's gonna agree with you on that. Uh, my suggestion would be obviously once any elections or things are have taken place, go forward and do have that because yeah, it is 100%. important for people to do that. But yeah, 100%. And I mean, even if we're able to get everybody up and running, and let's say, for instance, we get all our troops lined up and we're ready to go, and then it's like, you know, two years, I'm like, all right, well, you know, maybe we will do a leadership race. And, um, you know, if if I've got everything up and running and, you know, the party's like, ah, you know, it's great, we got up and running, but, you know, uh, this isn't the way that we want to go, we don't like it, well you know, sure, if, if you don't like my leadership and it's not it's not going the way that you want, okay, maybe we've got the time to do that um, and you can pick somebody else you like. So it is what it is. Um, this the reality is, is we're in such a development phase right now and growing mm -hmm. that, um, you know, on the other side, we have to protect our organization from being overrun by federalists. On the one side, we've taken, done our best to take money out of it by charging a dollar for our memberships. But at the same time, what that opens us up to is if we have a leadership race, you can have somebody who is funded by George Soros or, uh, you know, a federalist entity or something like that come in and uh, just flood it, get 100 million billion people paid $1, and then it, it becomes a federalist party. So that's the other side that we have to protect because we do know we're getting a lot of pushback from online, from Facebook, from uh, mainstream social media. Uh, Twitter hasn't been too bad yet, but, uh, you know, it remains to be seen. Um, obviously we're making no friends with the federal conservatives or the, yeah. the conservatives or obviously the liberals, anything like that. So, yeah, I mean, um, none of the na mainstream parties are going to be your friend period. No, that's just kind of how it works. So, yeah. um, the one thing, uh, we'll touch on after maybe is, uh, the family unit. Cause we were talking about that earlier today, but before we go on to that, um, maybe we could touch on this because it relates to what we were just speaking on. Going forward this year, Wexit is working on many different avenues. 
And some people are worried maybe that you'll get burnt out or you'll just not accomplish as much right. because of so much large of a focus. Um, some people like myself are not, not kind of sold on the idea that the federal game is the way to go. But again, I'm not completely closed off to hearing why you think it is the way to go and why you think it would help uh, the Alberta and the West. Right on. So yeah, great question. So the, the high level approach we take is the same as Quebec separatism is they've got the Bloc Québécois, which brings uh, Quebec issues into the federal spotlight. And then they've got the party Québécois that are um, dealing with things at the provincial level, but they're the only mechanism that can get a referendum on separation. So the way we look at it federally and the political math in the country is that Ontario has 121 seats, Quebec has 78 and use, you know, our home province, Alberta has 34. Now, by taking um, a regional approach like this through Wexford Canada, we flip the electoral dynamics in this country. So now it's Ontario has 121. Western Canada moves into second place with 104 seats, and then Quebec goes into third place with 78. So that's one aspect of it. If you look at the organization itself, our goal is to unify uh, Western, the Western provinces and obviously the resource-based parts where people live. So we know economics in this country is based or sorry, politics in this country is based on region and economics. So get unity in Western Canada, um, obviously taking more than $20 trillion out of the Canadian economy um, is, is a big thing. That's uh, a, a scary thing for Eastern Canada. Um, you know, the, when we're told we're landlocked, well, if you got three other provinces on board, they've got a lot more, uh, a lot more landlocked from the Pacific Ocean, costs a lot of financial havoc. And, uh, and that's really where the battle has to be, is in the realm of finance and economics and hurt Eastern Canada uh, more than they can hurt us. Um, but we also have to have friendly members of parliament um, in Ottawa to fight back against carbon tax, Bill C-69, Bill C-48. And as we pass legislation, or sorry, as we draft legislation, it keeps getting rejected, we can just keep turning back to the folks in, in the West saying, Ottawa's not listening to you, Ottawa doesn't care. Um, we need to have actually real conservatives and real libertarians who are willing to take a stand. Obviously the conservative party voted to uh, uh, further ratify the Paris Accord, which uh, will phase out our oil and gas. Um, they did that in 2017. So again, we need to have uh, real Western Canadian interest because the Conservative Party, if they're in Western Canada, they may care, but they always have to pander to Ontario and Quebec. We don't. Um, when it comes to the uh, Supreme Court decision and the Clarity Act, now we can have friendly uh, members of parliament there to help uh, move separation forward under favorable terms. We need to be able to bring Western Canadian issues to the national forefront. And if we're sending separatists to Ottawa, we're sending separatists right into the heart of the federal establishment um, to, to take the fight on their soil. So what that does, it gives the provinces more cover and more negotiating power as they're moving forward to, um, to obviously to galvanize the popular support, to win government and to win enough support for a clear majority on a clear question for separation. So the two work together, but the best way I could say it is that Wexit Canada federally operates as a shield while the provinces act as like, a, and again, each province is acting on their own. So the provincial party acts as a sword. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I could see where you're going with that analogy and I could, I think I understand what your idea is behind the federal game. And I, to me, I, I can see where it makes sense and where that idea we're not has come form, from. We're not a form government. We're not running any candidate east of, uh, 
east of um, Manitoba. And the last thing that it does, um, same thing as the Reform Party in the 80s and 90s, is that you kept having perpetual liberal governments. We're actually trying to do the same thing. And the reason is, is if, uh, take Alberta, for instance. If Albertans understand that they're either going to be ruled by Justin Trudeau and the Liberal Party forever or, um, uh, or uh, you know, choose vote to be you know ruled by Trudeau forever or vote for your independence what do you think people are going to choose yeah and you know what and that's one of the things that I lately have been really liking about this whole separation and Wexit idea is the fact that it's only going to push people towards more of one option really and that's going to be Alberta having autonomy the west having autonomy and I, I would never hate on anyone for trying to do that so I applaud you for yeah, no, thanks. It, it felt from, from our perspective, from the perspective of the Western Patriot or whatever you want to call us, is removing false hope. The Conservative Party will always, always, always pander to Ontario and Quebec. Um, you know, they, they just have to, to win power. And I understand that. But at the same time, I'm not interested in, um, I'm not interested in governance over this whole country. I just want to preserve the best part of it for, for me and my wife and my kids and for, you know, everybody else. Um, that's kind of what drives me. Yeah. Well, as a man who's raising his family here, I'll thank you for that. So, and speaking of family, it's something we were talking about earlier today. I know you got a big family yourself. So, uh, obviously one thing, um, there, it seems there's like an, an attack for lack of a better term on the family union. And, uh, I feel it's pretty much at an epidemic level. And as Albertans or Western Canadians, we need to work together to affect change in our communities. What ways have you tried to bridge gaps and divides between all these separation movements? And is there any people out there that you're interested to speak with? So uh, we launched Wexit as a brand um, on June 9th of this year. And the intent was actually to bring together all the separatists or smaller C conservative parties. So if you look at our, our constitution or our kind of what, you know, if you look at uh, our promotional videos where it says economic liberty, social stability, and uh, Western sovereignty, that was based on the three smaller parties the Freedom Conservative Party, the Alberta Advantage Party, and the Alberta Independence Party. Um, economic liberty is the big thing that um, kind of the libertarian ethic of the Freedom Conservative Party. Mm-hmm. Um, social stability uh, is really kind of like the the lack of corruption and, and even more like a little bit of place for social conservatism and traditional values, uh, family values with the Alberta Advantage Party, which was kind of the more social conservative um kind of more it was meant to be like the ethical wing or the transparent wing of the the wild rose party and uh you know western sovereignty or or the alberta version alberta sovereignty without west alberta obviously uh making it very clear that we're a sovereign you know we're a separation party and i don't mind using the word separation i don't use words like sovereigntists i don't use words like and we we just say separation it is what it um, we, we don't want to be mealy-mouthed or, or twist words around to make it sound better. We say what it is. Um, we're trying to save the best part of this country. So that was um, June. We, we did that. Um, we started going on a speaking tour. It was really well received. The Alberta Independence Party didn't have a leader uh, for a really long time. It was over a month. They hadn't even had a post on their Facebook page. So I said, screw it. If they're an open party. And I thought they, it, it operated like any other party. I'll join the party and I'm now I'm getting media attention. So, so I'll run, I'll run for leadership of that. And 
try to, um, you know, merge with uh, FCP. And at the same time, we're all having back, you know, back channel. I mean, nobody was really paying attention to it anyways, but other than the interested Facebook groups, but we're having these conversations behind the scenes trying to merge. So when I said that, um, there was pullback from the two other organizations, everything went quiet. We still tried to work with other groups. It didn't work until we got big and popular. And then we still, you know, we, we tried to extend the olive branch and, and vice versa, but it came to the point where it was like, you know, with all the success and everything that we, we gone, which was based on proper marketing, proper work, proper infrastructure, that kind of stuff is, and we were all already the, I would say the most effective members or the highest talented or whatever. And I don't want to, you know, say people are better than other people, but we were getting some really great people coming from those two parties from the freedom conservative party. Uh, we even had some people from the Alberta Vance party, definitely some great people from Alberta independence party. So those people were leaving those organizations and joining us. So when those organizations said they wanted to merge, I'm like, well, first of all, you guys never merge with each other. Um, so, you know, show me you can merge with one another first because, you know, what we're not going to get bogged down in, let's say, and I've been open about it, the Freedom Conservative Party is a little bit too hesitant. They're too risk averse for the way that we work as an organization. And uh, the Alberta Independence Party has a lot of infight. We just can't bring that into our, into our group. So we, um, you know, we're willing to be a little bit unpopular. People saying, why don't you merge? That's the quickest way for you to, you got to do all this stuff. So, well, yeah, but. The United Conservative Party merged and look at what you got there. You thought it was going to be the best of the two organizations and it seems to be the worst. Got the premier right now under police investigation for elections fraud. There's a lot of problems going on. So mm -hmm. we don't want those problems. So we decided, okay, we're going to have to do the harder work, still collect the signatures, be willing to piss a few people off. Um, it's not that it's our intent. It just kind of was a hard decision we had to make. And um that, that's where it is right there. So uh, again, the door is always open, but you know, we, we, we can't give away all the best parts of what we've done to, to appease what we see as being um, the counterproductive parts of the other groups. Yeah, you know what, that was like probably perfect word for word <laughs> reply to that. Um, I couldn't have said it any better myself. So uh, I know you got stuff to do tonight and this meeting could go on forever. So. <laughs> My wife's working, man. I, I'm hanging out with you. I'm hanging out yeah. with you and your viewers. Awesome. <laughs> well, uh, is there anything, before we go, is there anything that you want to plug? Any websites? What's the best way for people to get you know, a hold I would of you? Say, I would say I'll, I'll actually reach out right now because um, there was two other issues that you and I talked about before, which was one of the members who um, we had to terminate our relationship with her. Uh, that's not, I mean, I mean, you can talk about it if you want, but what I'm a little bit more interested in talking about is to uh, some of the Discord guys out there. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, when, uh, when uh the discord um i guess group i never heard of discord i'm not a tech guy uh by any means the only instruments i know how to use are like firearms and my fists so, so <laughs> i don't i don't really yeah, know so computers you know, don't work well with you yeah, kind of my trade is uh enforcement um but uh yeah and i looked at it from the perspective of you know there's an audience out there that this is kind of how they interact more and we always want to interact with different groups um and never leave anybody based behind on based on how they interact with politics so um i know that got off to a rocky start and i think there's strong personalities on either side and so the one thing i want to say and, and i've talked to eric wall and same thing 
is we, we'd love to figure out a way that we can cooperate together. And I mean, cooperate, not that, you know, and it's like in the army, you've got your infantry, you got your air force, you got your artillery, you got your Navy and there's different cultures, but how do they cooperate? How do they run their own organizations in yeah. a way that, um, you know, you're running your own show, you're running your own culture. We're not crossing lanes. Nobody's telling each other what to do, but how do we move our common interests forward? So with any of the discord guys, the unite the West guys, anything like that. Um, again, um, I don't know how that conversation happens or I don't know how it works, but, uh, we, we, we all want to see what's best for Western Canada. You know, we're a hundred percent open to having that conversation again. You know, and I'm guaranteeing that a lot of them are watching this and I guarantee that a lot of them are here are glad to hear you say that because everyone I've talked to over there all says that exact same thing that they don't have anything per se against you or Wexit. Uh, maybe they don't like you personally, but they all still want to work a, towards the same thing and they'd yeah. still be willing to work towards it with you. They just want to be able to do it together and not just have it. Yeah. Be, and and I, I, I see that you feel that same way. So, yeah, I think part of it's based on understanding um, and understanding, you know, you know, and for me, it's like, okay, what do you do? How do you do it? What are you trying to achieve? And it helped me understand it so I can know, how can I help? How can I stay in my own lane? How can I not screw things up? Um, and, uh, and yeah, because we are def like, so, I mean, the, the crowd that interacts that way, younger people, anything like that, we definitely want to connect. We want to give you proper representation and as an organized, you know, anything on my end that, um, upset people rub people the wrong way and again you know people can form it's called fundamental attribution error is we think that um you know if, if someone says like oh you screwed up this song it's like oh well it's because of this or i didn't mean it to do it this way or i was trying to do this but when it's the other guy it's like f that guy he's an f and loser and a jerk and an mm -hmm. ego guy and all that other kind of stuff so it's a fundamental attribution error and um yeah let's just let's just figure it out because uh i think we can uh kick our, we can kick butt and yeah. uh and awesome you know what, stuff. honestly, I actually think there's a lot of things that the, the Unify the West guys and the Discord guys there are doing that, to tell you the truth, I think would really benefit you guys in your organization and would give you some ideas of things you guys can do as well, just communitively between your administrative group, because there's some things that they're doing there that are, uh, I think they're, they're heading the right direction and yeah. people and could I mean, learn from it. The values are the same too. I mean, um, People can say some far, I believe in freedom from speech for sure, but I also believe in freedom of association. So people are saying some far out stuff that, um, you know, doesn't jive with, like, we're not politically correct. And really all political correctness is, is just another word for liberalism and it's liberal domination um, okay. or social communist domination. But, um, you know, there, there's some stuff, I, I, I guess, before I jump in bed with anything, I got to kind of know, you know, what product are you pushing out there? Are you talking about, being afraid of, uh, you know, white, you know, the depopulation of the white race. I'm like, well, I guess I'm depopulating the white race too, because my wife's not white and our kids are mixed. So, um, you know, we just got to make sure that we're kind of on the same page. Um, because I also, you know, don't like, uh, unchecked immigration or mass migration. Those things aren't good either. So, um, yeah. just use that one issue and I'm just yeah. using that. Yeah. You know what? And from me being, I've been on there for like a few months now. And I haven't seen anything that raises alarm bells at all. The one thing that I really like is the way they hold their town halls. Uh, they basically, let's say they'll pick um, oil and gas as the, the topic for the night. 
and they'll have one person who's leading the discussions. Then they'll go through, you know, whatever the discussions are for 45 minutes. Then they have an open floor and everybody's presenting ideas. Everybody's going back and forth. A lot of the time, nobody agrees with each other, but it's the best conversation I've ever had because you get so many ideas, so many different ways of thinking about things. I, I've had my ideas changed handfuls of times just by sitting there and listening to it. So I, I think it's a good, uh, a good step that everyone should, you know, have a chance to listen to because it, it'll help you progress as a person. Let yeah, alone just politics. I oh, I bet it's iron sharpens iron. I'd love to love to hang out there sometime. Okay. Well, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll work on getting that together for you and maybe we can get you in there for the, one of their next town halls. Right on brother. That'd be great. Awesome. So before we end the, the video, is there anything you wanted to plug? Is there a good way people can get a hold of you? Um, um, the best way I think to get a hold of me right now is to send me uh, through Facebook a Messenger, I think through the pages. So if you go on the Peter Downing page um, and if you send me a message through there, I'm typically pretty good about responding. If people are popping off and calling me a bunch of names, I typically just ban them because I don't have the time to deal with that. But uh if someone's asking a genuine question, I do my best to get back to them. Um, so there's that. Once I get the Peter Down, the real Peter Downing page up, that should be helpful as well. That'll be another way because I'll just kind of use that a little bit more for personal interaction. Um, but the best thing, please, I, the best thing that we, the, the biggest issue we need is to get our signatures for Wexit Alberta. So if you go on where to sign AB. Dot com. That's where to sign ab.com. Find the closest place. And if you can volunteer, help us collect signatures, that would just be you guys would be the biggest rock stars in the world. Awesome. And you know what? We'll put the link to that in the description. And uh, you know what? I might even name this video that. Right on. That's, we're just going to, that's going to be the title of it. So, amen. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you again for coming on tonight. It was really awesome having you. And I know we'll do probably a few more of these over the future. And uh, yeah, have a good rest of your night. Thank you for joining us. That was us. good, brother. Hey, thanks for the opportunity. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Have All a right. good one. God bless you, buddy. Take care.